Welcome back to Take Us McGinnis Elder Law Hour. I'm Barbara McGinnis, and with us this segment, we're going to be talking about how do you take care of your financial documents after tax season? What can be thrown away? What needs to be kept? Not only for you, but for your loved ones. And I'm Tim Takis, and in this segment, we are talking with Carl Davis, who is a CPA and the managing partner with Davis Brown and Company in Hendersonville, right? Yes. Thank you for being with us, Carl, and welcome. Thank you. Good welcome morning. Welcome to Takis McGinnis Elder Care Law Hour. Thank you. So, how long do take us? How long do tax records need to be kept? Well, I think at least six years. Uh, as six we sit here today, uh, anything from 2012 and prior would be safe to be gotten rid of. Mm -hmm. um, what really about like the backup documents, like things like uh, backup documents? Uh, I think it, you keep those and dispose of everything for any given year at the same time. Mm -hmm. If you have real estate, capital assets, documents from a business purchase, things like that, you would want to uh, retain those as long as you own those those items because mm -hmm. that can be relevant mm -hmm. at the time of sale. Right. Mm -hmm. yeah. Right. So another big question that our clients ask or have, has to do with medical expenses being a deductible. What kind of medical mm -hmm. expenses are deductible? Well, there's a, there's a whole list of things, uh, the obvious, all your doctor, dentist, mm -hmm. chiropractor, prescription medication, uh, medical insurance, uh, long-term mm -hmm. care insurance, mm -hmm. eyeglasses, hearing aids, uh, but even some things like if you have to uh, do something in your home to accommodate a wheelchair or something like that, those types of things can be deductible. There's, there's quite an extensive list. Mm -hmm. Personal caregivers, like when you have caregivers that come into your home. Yes. Is that also deductible? Yes. That as a medical expense? Yes. If it's, if it's medical Mm -hmm. Necessity, yes. I think assisted living bills get kind of tricky though, right? I'm sorry, what? I think assisted living bills can get kind of tricky. They do. Uh, certainly, you know, if you've unfortunately been committed to say to a long-term care unit, a memory care unit or something like that, that's obviously a 100% deductible right. thing. If you've just moved into assisted living because you think it's time to do that uh, and you don't have a lot of medical needs, uh, there may not be a deduction there, or the deduction may be a lot smaller. Mm -hmm. uh, some facilities will provide you a statement every year that shows you the percentage of the expenditure that is deductible as a medical expense, but I don't see those all the time. Mm -hmm. yeah. So what are, you, what are you advising your clients about that? Are you basically saying take, take a cautious attitude or to go ahead and take 100% or does it... I guess it could depend. It does depend. I think, you know, the, the tax laws say if you have uh, two or more daily necessities that you can't perform for yourself, okay. that's sort of a first benchmark to leading to tax deductions for certain types of care that you might right. need to receive. Dressing, bathing, Dressing, ambulating. Bathing, managing your medications, right. things like that. Right. Mm -hmm. I mean, we tend to think of is, is that most of our clients don't go to assisted living because they want to. That's true. You know, they go to it because they need some assistance. Yeah, and so that's true. And after you've been through that, like I've, I went through it with my own mother a few years ago, and mm -hmm. you, you understand it a lot better yeah. after you go through that, unfortunately. Right. right. So I think it's good to seek advice from mm -hmm. uh, elder care attorneys, CPAs, uh, people that right. have seen it before, maybe personally experienced it, right. but can, mm -hmm. can really help you out. Right. 
because we, we get those questions too from our mm -hmm. clients or our yeah. families and we say that's a CPA question yeah <laughs> you know so do, um, do those medical expenses need to be itemized well they can be um, yeah. the under the you know we're dealing with new tax laws for the, 2018 yeah, right. so so a lot of things changed uh, you know the first benchmark is you can only deduct medical expenses that are in excess of seven and a half percent of your adjusted gross income. So that's usually a fairly high bar to meet. Um, then under the new tax law, if you're married you have a, and, and you're over 65, you're gonna have a $26,000 uh, standard deduction to accomplish. So it's, uh, they are deductible, but there's some high bars to meet. And okay. I think one of the things that I try to stress a lot with uh, not necessarily with with older people but health savings accounts mm -hmm. which in my experience yeah. most people use them as health spending accounts mm -hmm. yes. but that's an automatic tax deduction that is not limited to income uh, it, it, depending on whether you're single or married you, you can have a deduction that's in the four to eight thousand range every year mm -hmm. and that's a way to get tax benefit for medical expenditures Okay. What taking money out of your health savings account is that yes, what you to mean? Pay, to pay to for, pay for medical expenses. Yes. Right. Right. Now, what if you're a caregiver for an aging parent? Uh, can you claim your uh, Can you claim your parent as a as a dependent? How does that work? You can. the The bar uh, w once you attain the age of 24, the bar to qualify as a dependent uh, it gets pretty high. Uh, in 2018. If you were 24 or older and you had more than $4,150 of gross income, and that does not include Social Security, but you would not qualify to be a dependent. Gotcha. But if you're giving, uh, if you have a parent that you're taking care of, or perhaps they moved in with you, right. or they're in assisted living and you're uh, making a lot of the expenditures, then uh, if you, you have to provide more than 50% of their support. Right. And if their income is low, or if the only income they have is Social Security, then they're probably going to be a dependent. Right. If they're over um, the income limit, if you're providing the care for them and you're providing more than 50% of their support, even if they don't qualify to be a dependent, you can deduct the expenses if you pay for them with your own money. Okay. Mm. So that's a valuable benefit that maybe people are not aware of, perhaps? I, I think that's fair to say, yes. Yeah. I mean, it's hard to know, but it, sometimes people maybe make a mistake and think that they have that benefit, and or they could they could qualify for it or, or manage their affairs to do so. That's true. Yeah. So even if they're not your dependent, but you're paying for your parents' care expenses, you can deduct those expenses on your tax return. Yes, and that's okay. not just parents. That's you know, if you have a, a, a child that's disabled, or just mm -hmm. something like that. Yes, mm -hmm. if you. Providing more than fifty percent of the support that you can you can deduct it. If mm -hmm. So if you're, so when should you itemize versus taking the standard deduction, or, or what should you retain for next year's taxes if you just well, if you decide to uh, itemize? As I mentioned earlier, the the itemized deduction standard now for a married couple is in the mid twenty thousand range, mm -hmm. depending on age. So the first benchmark is do you get there? Yeah. And having just concluded the first tax season under the new laws, yeah. uh, we saw a lot of people that did not get there. So there's different strategies to employ with respect to how you do certain things like with IRA distributions and things like that, that if you know you can't itemize, you may direct that to charity directly out of your IRA. So, so maybe, okay, I'm gonna promote your business a little bit here, so. <laughs> 
okay, so start planning now, right? Yes. Don't wait until Absolutely. 2020 and walk into your office and say, here's my stuff. Do I qualify for something, yes, right? that is very true. So maybe having conversations with your CPA now? It is. Uh, it's very important, and certainly between May and December, we are much more available uh -huh. and in a much better mood to talk to you. <laughs> okay. <laughs> mood is important. Yes. Yes, yes it is. Uh -huh. So what's the best way to get information to your accountant? How, how organized do you want us to be and what kind of stuff should we bring if, if we're wanting that kind of advice? Well, I think that, you know, the first answer to that is if you're using an accountant, ask them that question. Okay. If, if I'm your accountant and you're asking me, we heavily have evolved into electronics. So if you bring your information in, the very first thing that we do is scan everything and convert yeah. it to electronic documents because we don't want to risk losing the documents. Yeah. Um, we have a lot of clients that do not live close to us. They may live on the south side of Nashville. They may live in Georgia or Florida or mm -hmm. California. And we, we literally do people, mm -hmm. uh, taxes that live all over the country. And uh, we, we have client portals and things where a lot of people upload their documents and never come to the office. I mean, we even have people that live probably within five miles of us and that never, never come them. to the office. Yeah. They just load everything into uh, an electronic thing right. and uh, do it that way. Right, so I, I guess sounds like the, the, the takeaway there is, is start planning. Don't, don't wait until 2020 to start planning for 2020. That's, that's, that's very good advice. So. Right. And, and, you and, know, then, and, and don't bring the shoebox. I mean, you, yeah. you, the old joke oh. in the accountant office is the people that bring in the shoebox full of receipts. And we don't need that. We yeah. need organized yeah. information. Carl, we're, we're talking to Carl Davis, CPA from Hendersonville. We've got your contact okay. information. Okay. Carl, there's how you get in touch, davisbrowncpas.com. Hendersonville and Portland. Okay, well, thank you, Carl. That's a lot of good information. Mm, thank you. Um, we're going to be we're going to take a break. We're going to come back, and when we come back, we're going to be talking about downsizing. So maybe we can. How do you get rid of your stuff? How to get rid of stuff, and what stuff to get rid of? So stay, stay with us. Mm -hmm. 